Welcome to the Christian Bay Podcast, where Christ and culture connects. Grab your journal. You are watching a master at work. Hey, y'all. Welcome to the Christian Bay TV and Podcast, where Christ and culture connects. I pray that you guys are having a wonderful day. As you guys see from the title, today we're talking about a silent servant, and we're coming from the book of Esther, chapter 7. So grab your journals. So if you guys have been keeping up with the Esther series on the last episode, we talked about when God does nothing. And today we're going to be talking about a silent servant. So what's happening in Esther chapter seven is now we're at the second banquet. It's Esther, the king and Haman. So the king asks Esther, what is your petition? It will be given to you. What is your request? Even up to half the kingdom and it will be granted. Then Queen Esther answered and she said, if I have found favor with you, your majesty, and if it pleases you, grant me my life. This is my petition and spare my people. This is my request for I and my people have been sold to be destroyed, killed and annihilated. If we had merely been sold as male and female slaves, I would have kept quiet because no such distress would justify disturbing the king. Then it says the king asks Esther, who is he? Where is he? The man who has dared to do such a thing. Verse six, Esther said, boy, is Haman, the one sitting right here. Like she's like, your main man, your homeboy. Yeah, him. So then it says that Haman was terrified before the king and queen. Then it says in verse seven that the king got up in a rage. He walked out. He left his wine. Haman realized that the king was so pissed off. He didn't even go after him. He started begging Esther for his life. Then it says in verse eight, just as the king returned from the palace, Haman was falling on the couch where Esther was reclining. And the king said, will he even molest the queen while she is in the house with me? sir you is just being dramatic now so he's like now you're trying to molest my wife and it says as soon as the word left the king's mouth they covered Haman's face this is where everything shifted y'all verse 9 says then Harbana which is one of the men that's attending the king he said a pole reaching to a height of 50 cubits stands by Haman's house he had it set up for Mordecai who spoke up to help the king the king said impale him on it so they impaled Haman on the pole he had set up for Mordecai then the king's fury subsided I just got one question and today's word is not even going to be long because chapter 7 isn't long but I got one question y'all who is Harbana? We've went through Esther chapter one and now we're on Esther chapter seven. And this is my first time ever hearing about Harbana. Who is Harbana? It literally says in verse nine, then Harbana, one of the men attending the king said, a pole reaching to a height of 50 cubits stands by Haman's house. He had it set up for Mordecai who spoke up to help the king. Now, y'all, let's rewind to Esther chapter five, where it says that Haman had rage against Mordecai. In Esther chapter five, verse 10, it says Haman restrained himself from attacking Mordecai and went home. Calling together his friends and his wife, Haman boasted to them about his vast wealth, his many sons and all the ways the king had honored him and how he had elevated him above the other officials. And that's not all, Haman added. I'm the only person Queen Esther invited to accompany the king to the banquet she gave. It says in verse 14 that his wife and all his friends said to him, have a pole set up reaching to a height of 50 cubits and ask the king in the morning to have Mordecai impaled on it. So even though Haman was the man that had the pole set up for Mordecai, the pole ideal was Haman's friends and his wife. They told him to have the pole set up even to the point of how high to have the pole set up, right? And because Haman listened to his friends and his wife, this, let's talk about your circle. Let's talk about the company that you keep, right? Because he, and let's talk about who you choose to date and who you choose to marry. Because he listened to his friends and his wife, he had this pole set up for Haman. 
Now, if y'all anything like me, y'all are a deep thinking and dissectors. It says that Herbana told the king that Haman had a pole set up for Mordecai. But the only ones that knew about the pole that was set up for Mordecai was Haman, his wife, and his friends. Y'all catching my drift? So there's plenty of different ways that we can think about how this story went. Was Herbana friends with Haman and then he switched sides? Or we can really take it far left and say that Herbana was Haman's wife, Sneaky Link, and she was pillow talking with him and told him what Haman had set up. And then Herbana was the one to reveal it to the king. Like we could really go left with it. Or maybe we could say that Herbana was just one of the people that Haman really felt like he was close with at work. So when he came to work after setting up the pole, he was running his mouth and told her bundle what he had in mind not knowing that her bundle would be the one to reveal it to the king there's many different ways that we can look at this story and try to predict how it played out or try to predict how it just so happened that her bundle knew about the poll that Haman set up when Haman only talked about it with his wife and his friends and as I was thinking about the different ways God said it's only my holy spirit it's only my Holy Spirit. There's there's going to be some things that you're not able to explain. And there's going to be some pieces of the puzzle that you're not able to piece together. Because there are certain situations where I will send in a secret servant or a silent servant that will move on your behalf. I will send in a silent servant that hears conversations that you don't hear in the workplace. That hears conversations that you don't hear amongst the friend group. God said, I know how to send in silent servants that find out information that you know nothing about. And that's why I just need you to trust my will over your own understanding because Esther had never mentioned Harbana and neither had Mordecai, but Harbana was the one that spoke up on their behalf. And God is saying today, I need you to know that in the midst of your situation, there's silent servers that I'm sending in that will speak up for you. There's silent servers that I'll send in that'll shift things in your favor and you won't be able to predict how or when it's going to happen. Because it's going to be a silent shift that's caused by a silent server. It says that Harbana revealed to the king that Haman had a pole set up and that he planned for Mordecai to be impaled on it. And God is saying today, I sent in my silent servants to do my will because they are the catalyst for my silent shifts. As we've been doing this series with the different books of Esther, I talked to you guys about the different thoughts that Esther could have most likely had as she was going through this process of having to be the one to speak up and not one thought aligned with a silent or a secret servant. Because when we think about the problems that we have and when we think about the, the trials and tribulations that we have to endure and go through, we never think about a silent servant. We never think about a secret servant. We never think about, oh, God can just send somebody in that's going to speak on my behalf. We never think about, oh, God is going to send somebody in that's going to pay for it on my behalf. We never think about, oh, God is going to send somebody in that's going to just mention my name in the office and then they're just going to call me out the blue and say, hey, you got a you got a new house. Hey, we chose you to get a new car. We never think about those things. And why? Because we box God into our limits, to what we can do, to what we're capable of. But God is showing today that I will send in a secret servant, that I will send in a silent servant that doesn't speak until I want him to speak. Somebody that's been watching the whole situation that's in, somebody that knows all about 
about your circumstance and is waiting to my time to reveal that they've been through the process with you all along. God said, don't box me in in 2024. You never know in what way I'm going to move or who I'm going to use. In order for Harbana to speak up, he had to know all of the plots and all of the plan of Haman all along. And at the perfect time, he spoke up and caused everything to shift. God said, don't box in how I can move in your life in 2024 because I can send somebody that gives you the keys to a new car today. I can send somebody to pay off your mortgage next week. I can send somebody to pay your tuition next semester. I can send somebody to put groceries in your house today. I can send somebody to pay the medical bills today. I can send somebody to call you and say that there's a new grant for your daycare and for your kids and you no longer have to pay it anymore. I can send somebody that'll get it done and you won't even know that they know all about your situation see we just think that God can only do things based on what we think he can do but God said I can send a silent servant that speaks up when I say it's the perfect timing and cause a silent shift that blows your mind I did a podcast episode titled Untraceable Favor, and that's because that is the word that God keeps giving me for this year. He keeps reminding me and keeps letting me know that there is going to be favor that's released that can't be traced. He keeps saying, don't box me in. He keeps saying, don't try to predict the way that I'm going to do everything, because when you do that, you limit. You're limiting your faith by believing that I can only do what you think I can do. I need you to have so much faith that you say, God, I don't know how you're going to do it. Actually, that's going to be today's seed. God, I don't know how you're going to do it. God, I don't know who you're going to use. I don't know what you're going to use. I don't know when you're going to use it, Father God. But I believe and I have faith that you can cause a silent shift to happen and everything will change in my favor. Not because it makes sense, but just because that's the type of father that you are. To send in a man that wasn't mentioned in the previous six chapters and he spoke up on their behalf. God said, don't try to limit me to what you think that I can do. Because there's untraceable, unexplainable favor that I have in store for you. Even if I got to use a person that you never met before. Use a man that you never you knew his name. Use a grant that you never knew existed. Use a loan that you never applied for. God said, whatever I got to do, I know how to make my will come to pass. I just need you to have faith that I can cause a silent shift that has never been seen heard or done before that's never been named before harbana is the first time i've read the name in the book of esther was when he spoke up so what if god has a grant attached to your life that's never been spoken to or given before the first time that grant was given was when it was given to you what if that's what god has planned for you in 2024 what if the car giveaway that god has in store for you has never happened before this is the first car giveaway what if the new homeowner program that god has attached to your name has never been given away before there's no qualifications and no requirements for it you just are the winner Do you have enough faith to believe those type of things? And if you don't, I pray that this word, that this podcast plants a new bulb seed in you to say, Father God, I don't have the money for a home, but I know you do. I don't have the money for a new car, but I know you do. I don't have the money to pay all of these expenses, but I know you do. I don't know how the light bill is going to be paid. You'll make a grant up here or you'll send somebody into the office to make them pay my bill for me for the year. I don't know how you're going to do it, but I have enough faith 
to trust that you can send in a secret servant that'll get this silent shift done in no time. Just like you did in Esther with Harbana. I don't know how you gonna do it. That's today's seed. And you can sow the I don't know how seed to dollar sign the Christian Bay or PayPal Zell the Christian Bay at gmail.com. I don't know how. But I do know who. And that's you, God. Let's pray. Father God, first and foremost, thank you for waking us up and blessing us with another day. Thank you for giving us the opportunity to be on this earth, Father God, to be in your presence, Father God. Today, I pray over each and every person under the sound of my voice that they experience a new level of faith. Father God, as we enter 2024, do not allow us to be shrinking or to play it small based on what we have in mind, Father God. Allow our faith to expand our mind, Father God. Allow our faith to think of crazy things, unimaginable things, Father God. Today, I claim that we will receive grants that's never been given before, that we will receive grants that have never been given before, that we will receive calls for homes that we never even inquired on being built, that we will receive emails that say that the car loan is paid off, that we will receive text messages that say our insurance has been paid for the year, that we will receive phone calls that say there's a deposit in your account that has your name on it and it comes from this random person that we don't even know. Father God, increase and expand our faith to believe in things that don't make sense because we serve a God that sits above the sense that we think we have. Father God, today we sow the I don't know how seed and we stand on it, we speak on it, we have faith in it and we share with other people the type of God that we serve. I serve a God where I don't even have to have the money for the home to get the keys for it. I serve a God that I don't even have to have a co-signer for the car that I can drive off with a 2024 with no money down. I serve a God that the doctor's report does not have to say it's cleared, it's already cleared in Jesus name. I serve a God that goes above and beyond that he will allow me to experience things that this earth has never been seen before because it's by the blood. Thank you, Father God, for using us as your vessels, for allowing our lives to be a testimony to not only what you can do, but who you are on earth as you are in heaven. Father God, we love you and will forever praise your name. In Jesus name we pray. Amen. I love you guys so much. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Christian Bay TV and podcast. Don't forget to sign up for February's Wives Monthly Meeting. That link is in the description. Also, there will be another Bible study and brainstorming consistency camp on January 21st. That link will be in the description as well, as well as the link for our first Godly Friends Girls Night happening February in Orlando, Florida. The link for that will be in the description as well. I'll talk to you guys on the next episode of the Christian Bay TV and podcast. Bye.